There are times I stare at my content calendar and nothing. My mind is just blank. Can you relate? Has that ever happened to you? I will oftentimes think to myself, I have already talked about everything there is to know in my niche. I have talked about Instagram hacks, strategy, growth, insights, tips and tricks. What more could I come up with? I just really feel like, gosh, I don't know if there's anything else I can come up with content ideas for. But let me tell you, there's always more value that you can provide to your community. There's always more content that you can share. I mean, in a whole lifetime, I couldn't go over everything there is to do with social media marketing, right? It can just sometimes be difficult to think of new ideas. So in this episode, I want to give you some actionable steps that you can take when your creative juices just aren't flowing so that you'll never run out of ideas for your Instagram content again. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Hey creator, I've got something really exciting to share with you. My brand new signature course, the Instagram roadmap is now available for instant access. The Instagram roadmap is a self-paced course designed to take you from overwhelmed and uncertain to confident and excited to create content that is going to help you grow on Instagram. I've poured my heart and soul into this course and included all my experience and expertise from not only growing my own active Instagram community of over 35,000 followers, but also from helping countless clients grow their Instagram audiences as well. The Instagram roadmap is designed for beginner and intermediate creators like you who are looking for the path to growth. In the four and a half hours of video lessons, I go over lessons like how to build a strong brand online, how to craft a content strategy that is designed for your unique circumstances and goals, how to batch your content so that you don't get burnt out, and finally, how to monetize your audience and turn content creation into your career. I'm so excited to welcome you into the Instagram roadmap. You can start learning today when you sign up at the Hello and welcome back to the creator club podcast, everyone. I am so excited to be joining you today. Just as a very quick audio disclaimer today, I am actually coming to you from Topeka, Kansas. I am currently on my way driving all the way across the country from California back to where I live in Ontario because my big van trip of the winter and early spring of this year is coming to a close. The point of me telling you this though is I am currently parked in a lovely park with my doors open and you might hear some birds chirping in the background. Right now, there's a vehicle backing up somewhere in the distance that you might hear beeping. But the thing is, today in Topeka, Kansas, it is 33 degrees Celsius, which for my American listeners is getting up close to like 100 degrees Fahrenheit. I think it's somewhere in like the high 90s. So it is hot. And if I would 
close my doors, turn off my fans, and all that stuff that I normally do to provide the crisp audio that you're used to on this podcast, um, I would probably get heat stroke. So you might hear a little bit of wind, you might hear a little bit of birds in the background, like I said, but hopefully this audio sounds okay to y'all. I feel like this is just a great example of making it work, no matter the circumstance. It's all about uh, consistency over perfection, right? So even if my audio is not perfect, I apologize, but I am trying my best to stay cool today. One last quick announcement before we get into the content, I just wanted to remind you that throughout May we are doing another Instagram audit giveaway. During the month of May, if you head over to the Apple Podcast app and you leave us a five-star rating and a review of the Creator Club podcast, then we are going to be adding your name to a draw to potentially win an Instagram audit. We really, really appreciate all of you that leave lovely reviews on the show because it's what helps us continue to reach a wider audience and continue to focus more energy and time on making these episodes valuable for you. So if you want to support the show, the absolute best thing you can do is uh, leave us a review. And uh, this month, we're going to be thanking you for leaving reviews by giving away an Instagram audit. So make sure you take advantage of that opportunity sometime before the month of May by leaving a review and we'll be announcing the winner on the podcast in early June. Okay, so that's all the housekeeping stuff. So let's get into talking about my strategies for coming up with ideas for Instagram content when you feel like your mind is just blank. You don't have any ideas. Now, the steps that I'm going to share with you today are really actions that are meant to help you kind of slowly open your mind to new, valuable, and effective content ideas. These won't necessarily work overnight. I'm not going to be sharing just like quick and easy prompts or like hacks for new post ideas that are gonna perform well automatically. This is instead a real creative process that helps you kind of take a step back and figure out what you really like to create, what your audience is gonna engage with, and really it's intended to bring you back to a point where you feel creative. It's not just a stopgap to help you quickly fill in some content ideas in the meantime. This is to help you get back to that creativity that kind of made you want to start Instagram in the first place. So that's just a warning that this is not like an overnight change. When you run out of Instagram ideas, it can take a while to get back to that place of creativity. And the steps I'm going to share today will help you do that. So the very first step is to take a break. Taking a break will look different for everyone, but one of my favorite ways to take a break from content creation, from the overwhelm of work, is by going on a walk. It's actually funny how just walking outside, taking in the fresh air, and observing your surroundings can generate new ideas, but it's also just a time to clear your mind and step away from a task that's causing you trouble. Honestly, it's funny just how much I've noticed this while living in the van because I think as with a lot of things, when you do van life, like the regular struggles of everyday life are kind of just amplified by the fact that you're in a small space. So, you know, normally back when I was still in my apartment, I would feel a little bit restless and need to get outside for a walk. But especially um, during my work days in the van, I find that, you know, it gets to be like one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, especially when it's cold out, I have not even left the van. You know, when we've been like up in the mountains and it's really chilly. I'm like, I have not left this 50 square foot metal box all day and you realize the toll that takes on your mental health and creativity and 
it's just funny how much like getting outside and walking around even for five or ten minutes I'm like oh my gosh my mood has just been revolutionized by getting fresh air and you know taking more than just five steps so whether you live in a van or a small apartment or a big house doesn't matter getting outside kind of changing up your environment getting a little bit of physical activity is definitely the first thing that you need to do when you're feeling this sort of, you know, content creator block or a lack of new ideas because it really just kind of refreshes you and, and gets you into a different mindset. Coming back to your content brainstorming, after you fully clear your mind, might give you the mental break that you need to start pouring out tons of new ideas. This could look different for everyone. Like instead of a walk, you might want to take a quick hot shower or make an afternoon cup of coffee. I'm a big fan of the afternoon cup of coffee. Like I'm still at the point where I can fall asleep even if I consume caffeine late into the afternoon. So I'm big into that 2 p.m. slump. Okay, let's go make a latte. So maybe that would work for you too. But make sure that no matter what it is, you give yourself a true and honest break to clear your mind so that you can kind of get that hard reset and come back to your content fresh. Step number two is to consume other media. If I took a break and I'm still feeling like, okay, I really don't know what to post, the ideas just aren't coming, then I'll begin to consume some other forms of media. And what I mean by this is not Instagram, okay? What you don't want to do when you have a lack of new Instagram ideas is to just spend time scrolling because there's kind of, you know, two outcomes that might come from just going down the scroll hole when you don't have new ideas. One, you might end up in the self-comparison trap and you might just be looking at other creators in your niche feeling like, oh, like they all have such great ideas. Why can't I come up with that stuff? And you'll just end up beating yourself up because you're already in a place where you're feeling a little frustrated and you're feeling a little down. So scrolling through Instagram and comparing yourself to other people is not going to help you kind of restart your creative engine. The other thing that might happen if you just start scrolling on Instagram when you're looking for inspiration is you might even subconsciously end up copying somebody else because you're kind of in this position of like oh I need something to post you might come across someone else's content and even if you're not doing it intentionally it might really really inform the next thing that you make and I definitely think there's room for us to be inspired by other Instagram content there's nothing wrong with that especially if you know you make sure that you give your own creative spin your own perspective on it but when you're in this position of like totally blank like writer's block mode going to social media for your content inspiration is probably not going to be the most productive. However, in my experience, I've found by looking to other forms of media, you can get inspiration for content and you know there's not going to be like the copying aspect here because you're translating it into a different format. You're using it as a starting point or a prompt and it might just kind of jog your mind and get you thinking about something that you might want to create. So this could be reading a book, an article from a magazine, for example, or just online, maybe watching a YouTube video and a YouTube video from a niche that isn't the one you're creating for would be ideal or listening to a podcast. One example of where I've kind of used this for my own inspiration was actually about a year ago now, like last summer, I came across this really awesome book that's called Under the Sky We Make. And it's a book about climate change by Dr. Kimberly Nicholas that was really impactful for me. If you know me personally or have seen my story content, then you'll know that environmentalism and climate justice are things that are really, really important to me. And I spend a lot of my own like free time, you know, away from 
recording podcasts, making YouTube videos, etc. Reading about this kind of thing, watching documentaries. And for whatever reason, this particular book just really struck me in how it spoke about our lifestyle in, in regards to kind of the subtitle of the book is being human in a warming world. And I, I think that it's just kind of, yeah, an interesting perspective on, on what that means for our own um, ability to kind of have the life that we want, create meaning in our lives, etc. So anyway, I had all these thoughts swirling after having read that book and it kind of inspired me to make a YouTube video about productivity. Now, those two might not seem like they're connected at all. Like this book was about climate change and how we can change our lifestyles in order to work towards sustainability. And that made me think about productivity, but I'll kind of try to walk you through my, my chain of thoughts here. So the approach in the book to, um, you know, our lifestyle in terms of sustainability is basically like taking things slower, like not trying to consume more, do more, and instead try to think about how we can live a meaningful life in a more like slow, just sort of like intentional way. And I thought, you know, that's like great when it comes to a full lifestyle approach, but I think it also makes sense when it comes to how we approach work. And so I use that same sort of framework, that idea of being slow and intentional and choosing what we do based on what's most meaningful to us, not just based on what we think, you know, is the most we can do. And I applied that to work and productivity. And so I'll link the YouTube video in the show notes for you to check out. But I'm hoping the picture that I'm painting for you here, hopefully you can kind of see what I mean, is that it's not necessarily that like you just read a book about climate change, for instance, and then you're like, now I'm going to make a Instagram carousel about my opinions on climate change. Like that's not, I mean, that's fine if that's relevant to your niche. But I think what I'm trying to say here is that you can really take inspiration from all kinds of different subject matter, even stuff that seems completely unrelated to the kind of stuff you post about. And there might be, you know, just like a mindset or a quote or a framework that you can draw from that book, article, movie, or podcast that you can apply to your own niche. So this is one of my favorite ways to come up with unique content ideas because chances are it will be an approach that a lot of other people in your niche aren't taking. It'll help you stand out because you really are, you know, integrating content ideas from, you know, a totally different starting point. Um, and it also is more fulfilling because you get to kind of like draw together these different interests that you have and use them to create your content. There are so many reasons why consuming media in this way can inspire ideas. For one, it can really help you with your critical thinking skills in addition to just kind of, you know, sparking an idea, which doesn't happen all the time. I mean, you'll notice that the example I gave you was from a year ago, right? That implies clearly this doesn't happen to Katie every day. So it's not like every single book you read is going to give you a genius idea for a content piece, but even when it doesn't, it helps with those critical thinking skills, which are great for coming up with content ideas in general. So while you're consuming whatever media it might be, whether it's like your favorite Netflix show or a new book that you're reading, you can ask yourself questions like, why do I love this so much? Like, why am I so drawn into this? What makes this so engaging? Or what am I taking away from this message? And like, how did the creator of that convey it to me? Like, how do I understand that that's what the takeaway message is? Or why do I disagree with this message? Like what about what they're saying or the way they presented it made me not really like it. 
not only will this help you bring a similar thoughtfulness to your own work and other social media work, but it also can give you a starting point for a lot of new ideas in ways that you might not have realized these different pieces of media could spark those ideas. The other great thing about consuming these different types of media and letting it inspire your creation is that it exposes you to new ideas and techniques and it can recharge your creative juices for not only the subject matter of your content but also the format and also for your business in general. My suggestion, make consuming media intentionally, not just as like a sort of, oh, I'm taking my typical Netflix, but doing it in an intentional and like sort of analyzing way, make that a part of your regular routine. Make it a habit that gives you, you know, either the daily or weekly opportunity to stumble across ideas that inspire you. I'd recommend keeping a little notepad around to jot down ideas that you can reference when you're working on content creation or create a kind of brain dump section in your notion so that you can like keep ideas on hand for when you're ready to actually create stuff. Of course, that is if you do use Notion, which I highly recommend. If you aren't yet, then you should definitely look into it. We just launched a Notion content creator bundle that will get you started. It's basically all the different pages and systems in Notion that you need to really be efficient and organized as a content creator who's growing your creator business. So you can find that at katiesteckley.com slash bundle. I'll also have it linked in the show notes, but you know if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I'm a huge Notion fan. The third step that I want to recommend to you for working towards getting more content ideas is actually researching others in your niche. So I know that just mere minutes ago, I was telling you not to compare yourself to others and that can be, you know, a dangerous spiral to go down. And that definitely is true. But when you get to the point where you've taken a break, you've taken an inspiration from other platforms then you can take, you know, whatever sort of inklings of ideas that are starting to form in the back of your mind, you can take those and kind of cross-reference them with what's performing well in your niche. So it's really important when you start kind of digging in and doing research into what some people might call your competitors, but you know, it's your peers in your niche. You want to make sure that you're going in with the right perspective. So the most important thing here is You're not doing this to kind of compare who gets the most likes, who gets the most comments. You're not doing this to try to tell yourself, oh, well, at least I'm not doing what she's doing or anything like that. You have to really try your best to be as objective as possible and unemotional about this because, you know, as as silly as it may sound, this can really affect us. If we spend too much time analyzing what other people are doing, it can, you know, really harm your mental health as a creator. So it's important that when you do go into your niche research, You try to do it from, you know, an arm's distance away or whatever. You're trying to do this in a way like you're a little scientist going in to investigate, not like you're thinking, oh, well, what are the cool kids at school doing or whatever. So this is really about doing market research and looking around to see what's popular, both in terms of subject matter and format. Here are a couple ways that you can kind of get inspired and try to have like a more objective view from other people's content. So one is to take a sort of relative look at the performance of their recent posts. And again, this isn't about comparing to your performance. It's about looking at 
what their, you know, recent reels or recent carousels, like how did they perform for them? And like relatively what's their best work? You know, what reels are most successful? Which feed posts are doing the best? Then you put on your detective hat and you figure out why. This is really just a great exercise in sort of media analysis or like the critical thinking we were talking about before. All those questions that you might ask yourself about a book or a movie like described in the previous step, you can ask those same questions about a piece of Instagram content. So you might ask like, is it the topic of this post that seems to really, you know, be connecting with people? Is it the style of the graphic? Is it the fact that it's a trending reel? Or is it like a unique and sort of interesting reel that people haven't seen before? These are the kinds of things that you can think about. And what this will allow you to do is instead of just looking at your, you know, quote unquote competitors content, seeing like say a graphic carousel that really did well for them and thinking, okay, now I'll make a graphic carousel about the same topic. Mm, that might not even be why it performed so well, right? So you want to ask yourself what about this content made it perform well. And then especially if it's something to do with like the format, you can really, you know, kind of take that and experiment on it yourself. What you really want to avoid doing, and this is why I emphasize the difference between subject matter and format, you really don't want to go to somebody's account in your niche and see what really performed best for them and then do the same thing in both subject matter and format. You really want to pick one or the other and then make sure that the other aspect is really different and your own unique spin. So to give you an example, let's say you went to a person in your niche um, and they had like a reel that performed really well and you saw based on kind of what you saw in the comments and just your other analysis, you're like, I really feel like it's the subject matter of this reel. Like I feel like it's the topic. I think like what they're talking about here really, really connected with their audience. It's the kind of value that um, their audience was looking for. So you might think like, oh, you know, I also have thoughts on that subject and they're a little bit different actually than that creators. I kind of approach that area differently. I have a sort of different opinion. Maybe what I'll do is I'll go over to my own page and I'll create, let's say a carousel rather than a reel. Like if the original content was a reel, maybe you'd make a carousel instead and you do it on a similar subject, but with your own perspective. This way you're able to take a hint from your market research that let's say a certain subject area is very popular, but you're not at all copying someone else because first of all, you have a different perspective and a different opinion on it. And also you're not just going to like make the same exact kind of content. You're not just going to make another reel. Maybe you'll make a carousel or a tweet graphic or something like that. Another major way that you can get ideas from exploring others' content in your niche is by reading the comments on their posts. You want to ask yourself, like, what are their followers asking? Are those questions that you can maybe answer with your content? And what I mean by that is, like, you're not going to actually, like, reply to the person and be like, oh, go check out the reel on my page where I answered this. Like, not necessarily. I think depending on, like, the size of the account and how much you really are like direct competitors is going to influence that. But in general, I think the most kind of chill and polite thing to do is just to use that as a piece of inspiration and sort of trust like the reels algorithm or the explore page to get the content to the right person. Uh, but generally we're not doing this cause you're trying to like literally give a tutorial to a specific person. Like it's for the fact of this is an idea. This is a question that a lot of people are asking in the market that I'm trying to reach, if I make this kind of content, it will probably be valuable to my audience as well. 
The fourth step that you can take to get out of your content idea rut is to have a conversation with your audience. I know some of you might be thinking your like initial reaction to that step might be, well, I barely have an audience. But here's the thing, big or small, there's probably at least one person who is following you that you can reach out to and have a genuine conversation with. Even if it's literally just a friend in your life, as long as it's somebody that you think, yeah, this is the kind of person that I'm trying to reach. They fit into my sort of like ideal audience avatar. Just sit down and chat with them and ask them the kind of questions that you would want to ask somebody who you might want to create content for. This is another thing that ideally could be a part of your normal routine, like having conversations with your followers, but it's especially important when you're kind of feeling stuck when it comes to content ideas. Not only is this a great way to build a relationship with your community, but it's also a natural way to come up with ideas for content. Just reach out, get to know the person, ask questions, give them answers too. Like I feel like if you're talking to one of your followers and you're sort of saying like, hey, what are your biggest struggles with Instagram right now? Like that might be what I would ask. And I'm obviously going to take ideas away from what they say, but because this is a regular human interaction, you don't want to just respond either with like, okay, great. Well, I'm going to make some content about that. I mean, you can tell them that for sure. And I think part of like the initial conversation starter would be like, Hey, I'm trying to look for content idea inspiration, but I think it's also like a nice thank you to give them some answers while you're talking with them. Like give them a couple like starter tips and tricks and then say, you know, I'm going to go into more detail in my posts, but like here I wanted to give you some specific advice because it's just a nice, you know, thank you for somebody spending the time to answer your questions and to help with your research. By the end of the conversation, you might see that there were a few topics in your conversation with this person that could be made into an Instagram post. Your audience are the people you are trying to serve. So figuring out what they need and what their biggest struggles are and what their biggest questions are is probably one of the best ways to come up with really effective content. And step five is to finally use those resources that you purchased. Okay, maybe it's just me, but I have definitely been guilty of purchasing a number of courses, ebooks, resources from other creators and businesses online. And then after being super excited the first couple days, I kind of drop off, maybe don't finish the course, maybe don't do all the exercises, maybe never return to it again because life is just busy and you get really focused on other stuff. Okay, hopefully I'm not the only one. I know it's bad. I ideally would really like to be committed to all the online courses that I get, uh, but life happens, right? So when you get into a content rut and you're feeling like you can't come up with any ideas, this is the exact time when those purchases that you made and maybe neglected can finally pay off. If you are still feeling really stuck, even after all the steps that we went through, maybe one really great place to start is to go back and consume some of those online courses or ebooks or whatever that you've purchased in the past, but you maybe haven't had time to truly utilize. Or even if you're on top of it and you already finished the course or read through the entire you know, resource or whatever, then this is your opportunity to go back and go through it again. It might just reignite some ideas. You might see it with a different perspective after having some time away. But I think in general, a lot of us can get excited about 
courses and digital resources and we want to, you know, jump in and, and, and buy them, especially because a lot of times creators are selling them within like kind of a specific timeline. Uh, but then you kind of are like, oh, actually, do I have time to fully commit to this? So it can be a really common experience, but I think, you know, getting into a sort of content ideas rut is the perfect opportunity to remind you to go back make use of that stuff that you invested in and see if it can give you some ideas of what to create. So after all of these tips, if you are still kind of struggling to come up with some ideas, then I've actually got a replay of a content planning workshop that I did back in late 2021 that is still totally relevant and it could help you iron out some of your content pillars or give you a place to start with your content strategies. So if you want a full in-depth workshop from me on how to plan content for Instagram, you can check that out on uh, the Creatorly Media website. So just go to creatorlymedia.com. We'll also have it linked in the show notes. Or, you know, I love to give you stuff for free. There's no need to, you know, buy my workshop if that's not in the budget right now. So you can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Katie, because I've got lots of tips and tricks totally for free for you over there. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. One last reminder to get your reviews and ratings on the Creator Club podcast in during the month of May to be entered to win an Instagram audit totally for free. And otherwise, thanks for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story.